Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Hello, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. Hello, everyone. Welcome to We Hate Movies. Thank you for tuning in, as always. If you're new to our fine little program, come in, take a seat. Uh, we got a fine show for you today. Just going to open a beverage here. Everybody's, everybody's getting liquefied for 2003's Dreamcatcher, directed by Lawrence Kasdan. Well, that's what the, you know, I'm just in the spirit of the movie right now, because it's just about buddies hanging out, drinking beers, telling old stories. We are recording this episode in a cabin in the woods. And we're also sharing our magical powers with one another. <laughs> yeah, a little known thing. We don't bring it up very often, but we all have a telekinesis. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. I'm going to share my little magical powers with you, Eric. That's- <laughs> yeah. That could mean all sorts of things, from from telepathy yeah. to exposing myself. Well, hey Eric, you asleep? I'm, I'm going to show you my magic powers. Guys, what? No, no. <laughs> I'm on my first beer. Give me a little time. <laughs> How is that beer you're drinking, by the way? Oh, uh, you know, it's all right. It's a Miller what? It's got a big old spade on it. <laughs> it's a Miller Fortune. Fortune. This is new. This is uh, welcome to uh, beer reviews. <laughs> Anything I can to get us not talking about this. Movie, I honestly man. think they just put Miller in a goddamn different can and was like, "Here, yeah, here, here." You, you fell for it, sir. That's what happened. <laughs> yeah, they, they got my two dollars. <laughs> so, Dreamcatcher. It's a Stephen King adaptation. This is our fourth go around with a Stephen King adaptation. This is the kingest of them all, I think. Out of all, like Silver Bullet was Maine, and there was some werewolves. Uh, Running Man was the the Richard Bachman pseudonym. Yeah, uh, Cat's Eye was pretty Stephen Kingish, you know. But it, we weren't in Maine, which is a big problem. This one, we're fucking full on in Maine. Oh, absolutely. We're in Maine with Thomas Jane, baby, and that's where you want to be with the Stephen King adaptation. Speaking of Thomas Jane, and this could probably get us started off in the direction we should go. I saw this movie in the theater when it came out in two thousand three. Pretty sure I was alone, and. Uh, until last night when I watched this movie for only the second time, like before last night, right? If you had put a gun to my head and you were like, Andrew, is Aaron Eckhart in this movie? I would have said 100% yes, but it's Thomas Jane. And what this movie is, it's just, it should be called Four Plain Looking White Dudes. You know what? You just said that and I was just like, oh my God, was Aaron Eckhart in this movie? Did I, <laughs> did I miss Aaron Eckhart? Because <laughs> I don't know, he's a blink and you miss him kind of guy. Oh, by the way, fellas, 6.9% alcohol. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's the fortune. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, you just struck gold now. Yeah, yeah. Plenty of riches in that can. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's it's very, it's very 
Yeah, th- these are the most confusable actors in history. They've all kind of carved out a bit more of a, a niche for themselves, especially Timothy Oliphant. Who's oh, also- yeah. So the cast is Timothy Oliphant, uh, Thomas Jane, uh, Damian Lewis, and, and Scientology's Jason Lee. <laughs> Formerly <laughs> Kevin Smith's Jason Lee. <laughs> He had to switch religions. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know how that will go down at the secret stash. <laughs> it would not go down well. You know what? I can almost guarantee you he hasn't thought about the secret stash in a long time. I'm just going to put that out there. No, you're right. So they're all buddies. Uh, it's like there's like some Stand By Me flashbacks. They all have secret telekinetic powers. Yeah, they're all talking to each other like through their mind phone. Uh, where there's there's quite literally a mind phone later in the movie, by the way. Oh, we get to that phone. fucking mind phone. But, you know, they've all grown up having these powers, and they've all been gifted these powers by this unseen character we only know uh, as Duddits un- until the end of the film when we see we see Duddits. Well, we see, we see him as a child. As well, a, yeah, yeah. We see, we see him yeah. as, a li- as a little kid. He's a little uh, redheaded fella. And uh, he, he, for some reason, has all sorts of gifted powers. Mm-hmm. You don't really know why. But he gifts them with uh, telekinesis, so they can you know, read yeah, each other's he, he thoughts. He teaches them all the dream catch. <laughs> Is that? Are we dream catching in this movie? I think we're dream catching. Catching some dreams. <sighs> I mean, I guess it's thought catching. It's horse shit is what it is. And there there is the there's the big dream catcher moment at the end of the movie, which we'll get to. And aside from them making dream catchers, it's the only other time a dream catcher is brought up. It's it's it bothers me because it's one of those movies or one of these stories, you know, where it's like it's called Dreamcatcher. Yeah. This movie has nothing to do with dreams. It might no be, one has a dream in this entire movie. It might as well be called Horseshit Traps. <laughs> Can I tell you guys something? When when this movie was coming out and I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, I didn't go see it. I didn't see it until the other day when when I watched it for this. But nice. But I had always thought, I was always under the impression that this movie was about Starred Aaron Eckhart. Yes. Up, up against <laughs> Instead of aliens, he was up against ghosts. Oh, you thought it was ghosts? I thought it was ghosts because it's like a dream catcher, like, oh, you know, uh, native spirits unrest or something. Were you confusing it with that Michael Keaton movie, White Noise? No, I wasn't. Oh. I knew I knew white white noise, and uh... that might be a stay tuned. But yeah, the, the, I I think you're right though. The trailer because I remember I was super into this. It was like 2003. I was in college. I was using a I was <sighs> yes. using Kazaa to download a movie. <laughs> oh shit, that's it, man. Feds gonna knock down your door tomorrow. It took me three and a half weeks to get and six <laughs> try. I'm not even kidding you. Like literally, day and I would wake up in the middle at two o'clock in the morning, like before I close my oh, laptop. Man. I think Dreamcatcher should be done. Oh, fuck, it bailed. And meanwhile, I'm telling... I'm like, Steve, just give up. It's not that good of a movie. No, man, it's great. I'm downloading movies from the internet. No, that was the last time I learned my lesson. That was your own dream catcher. (laughs) That was my dream catcher. But the trailer, it did have a ghostly feel. Like, it's just... It was like a cabin in the woods. Old friends get together and mystical shit happens. But instead, it's aliens. Bullshit It's called dream catcher. That has, like, a connotation to... Earth. Yeah, something <laughs> something based on Earth. You think Dreamcatcher, right? You know, Native Americans made yeah. Dreamcatchers. They're all about spirits and, and whatnot. I'm expecting ghosts, man. They You're right. They should have just named it Musket. Why not? <laughs> what, what else does it make sense? How about Blanket? Oh, there man. Is a blanket. Oh, this Stephen was, King's Blanket. This was Duddit's Blanket. He used to dream catch in his head when he ever... Well, I guess he wouldn't dream catch. I guess he'd Blanket. Log Cabin <laughs> would be a better title for this movie. Yeah. 
It would be. So can we go through the four? Because this movie, here's the thing. The, the, the trajectory of this movie is we're going to take a lot of time building up all of these characters, their in- idiosyncratic relationship. Rich backstory. Yeah, it's a real tapestry. And then half of them get killed uh, inconsequentially in like five seconds. And it's like, oh. Oh, okay. And yeah. then mm-hmm. Morgan Freeman shows up in a helicopter. And you're like, it's a different movie. But so we 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 uh, meet uh, Tom Jane. He's a psychiatrist, and he kind of all these <laughs> all four of these guys are really bad at hiding their magic powers, their mystical powers. It's like walking around with your thing out. Like yeah. they're making <laughs> they're making no attempt whatsoever to cover up that they have gifts. It's a lot of like, oh, can I help you with that psychic power? Like it's like when when someone calls them out, like, what are you a psychic? And they're like, maybe. <laughs> There's a lot of walking to the street. Like, what did you say? He's like, no, I was just thinking. Can you read my mind? <laughs> like maybe. So Thomas Jane's patient is he's, this is this obese gentleman. He's, he's a real corpulent fella. And he's just going on and on about Carl's Jr. and the family legacy behind that fast food franchise. Because you know what? That's what fat people do. They just dream about but fast food. That's legacies. your first line of your movie. You know why, though? Because this is a we're in Stephen King land, man. And as much as the, you know, the guy has given has given the world a lot of great stories, you know, that we'll cherish forever. Yeah. He's really bad at writing dialogue most of the time. Yep. So not he didn't write this screenplay, but when you're transcribing Stephen King, you get those, it's the quirky bepepe, you know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, that's what this is. And we start off and it's like, well, I don't know, Carl Jr. How could you ever live up to Carl Sr.? I don't care, fat guy. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not cute. It's not amusing. It's not entertaining. And in about an hour, aliens are going to come out of people's assholes. So let's maybe get to that. <laughs> yeah. Let's maybe fucking speed this but up a bit. Also, I, for, I kind of forget, but where where does Thomas Jane live in this? Uh, is I he in California? He, he says Boston. He Boston. says Boston later yeah. on in yeah. the film. Try finding a fucking Carl's Jr. in Boston. <laughs> it's a little run you right out of town. Yeah, what, is, what is that, like Southwest? It's, it's out in the West, man, West Coast. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's just... just a bunch of Hollywood trying to, trying, to, <laughs> trying to make it seem like, yeah, you don't know Jack about the East. <laughs> So he's a bad psychiatrist and a bad guy hiding telepath- telepathic powers because he's like, well, it's not your fault you killed your mother. Uh, you know, she was, she was always giving you trouble. And he's like, wait, how do you know that? How do you know that? He's like, uh, uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the worst part of this entire scene, the, this guy is so disgusted and he feels violated and whatever. And he gets up. Oh, well, that's the last time you're going to get a dime out of my copay. And he gets to stand up from the couch and the couch collapses. Mm. Oh, do you get it? Look how fat this guy he is. Al- he also... <laughs> He even tells him, like, and now you're just trying to eat yourself to death. Yeah, he's like, you shouldn't blame yourself for your mother's death and try to eat yourself to death. Like, wait, wait, what? And this guy is so insulted because clearly he's just eating a lot. Like, I'm not going to eat myself to death. This is ridiculous. What an outrageous claim. Couch breaks. And it's like... I don't think, like, maybe you should say you're overeating to compensate for this, that, the other thing, but you're going to eat yourself. It's like, uh, what you would call it? In uh, Christmas Story, you're going to shoot your eye out. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> you'll, eat your, you'll eat yourself to death, kid. But that kid's just a dumb kid. This guy's clearly morbidly obese, and that's the last thing the morbidly obese want to hear from and- a doctor. That's not a, not a medical doctor. So I mean, this guy run you know runs out, and then and then we're just left with Jane hanging out at his office, contemplating suicide with a gun to his head. Super contemplating suicide. That gun goes off. 
How are you Thomas Jane? A, you look like Thomas Jane. You're waking up every morning with oh, like yeah. Thomas Jane. Oh, yeah. And you have psychic powers, Whoa. and you can't make that shit work? <laughs> and you got a fucking PhD. <laughs> Seriously, That's dude. a fucking triple threat. <laughs> yeah, you're doing okay. He's doing okay. And he's got mind power. Yeah, you could... You could fucking rule the world you really all of could. boston mm-hmm. round your finger like now but why what are we thinking for the suicide motivation he's a lonely dude i think he's because like oh you know these powers are ruining my life you know right it's 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 a real uh you know the crown oh. hangs heavy right yeah. because it's like you can't be in a relationship with somebody you're constantly hearing their thoughts you know, I'm sure and, that gets hard. And he's only he's a psychiatrist because he just read people's minds like he's a sham. He doesn't even he's not even he's not anything. He's just using his dream catching. <laughs> oh, do you think he's a fraudulent psychiatrist? That I would be think a nice he turn. might be. I mean, obviously, like you could be like, oh, I'm going to think about what Freud and Jung would say here. Or I could just read the guy's mind. <laughs> Then just give him some advice, like uh, you know, don't eat yourself to death, and, and so he's, on. He's kind of like Charles Xavier-ing things. Like the the degree on his wall doesn't say anything; it just says "fuck you." But when you read it, he's controlling your mind, and it says Harvard. <laughs> yes, first you're right. class. I you're, think he I might think, be. I think yeah. that's what's and going that's on. That's why he shoots it with the gun. Yeah, yeah. Because instead of shooting his brains out, he shoots <laughs> his diploma. So we then have Damian Lewis, who's a psychic college professor is he a terrorist in this movie or no oh uh, no he's not a terrorist he's not a terrorist no not a terrorist okay are we sure that we're 100 percent sure he's not a terrorist is it is it a will they won't they terrorism <laughs> it's will they won't they terrorism with a splash of maybe in the sequel <laughs> <laughs> homeland's damien lewis he's an english professor uh he's a psychic english professor we can't forget that he's a psychic <laughs> and he's calling this kid in who cheated on an exam and he's like you know you could lose your scholarship for cheating on a test. And the kid's like sweating it out, you know, and he's like tearing it up into a bunch of pieces like, but you weren't there that day, were you? You were sick. You missed the test. So wipe me a 3,000 word essay. He lets him slip by because he's got old shoes on. Thusly, he's poor. Yeah, well, he's on scholarship. And, oh, yeah, I guess that too. That means he's poor. He's like, you know, he says, like, you're from wherever. He's from Maine. Mud- he's from the same area as oh, Damien is, Lewis. Oh, that's that why he's going like, Oh, that's why da- he feels bad yeah, for Yeah, Damien Lewis is like, oh, it's a better, better place to uh, come from than go back to. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, oh, okay. How did you know? He's like, well, I can read your mind. I mean, I, I know. Fuck. Ah, oh, shit. I, I always say that. I owe my instant. My instant reaction <laughs> is to tell people that I can read their mind. And I really got to get better at that. Let me just say. Maybe. <laughs> Man, Damien Lewis's husky American accent oh, it's, is so awesome. It's like he, he went to the uh, the Hugh Laurie School of Acting. Like it's just like he has just a, a very like regular British voice, but when he's doing an American voice, he has to talk like Batman. Hugh Laurie All doesn't Americans have a Batman talk like thing. Batman. Oh, Batman's gonna find out what's wrong with you in this <laughs> in this hospital. <laughs> It was. That's what that show was about. Did I anybody always... watch that show uh, Life with no. Damian Lewis? Oh, no, I didn't. Was that what it was called where he was like a, was. a dude who got out of jail for some reason? Mm. And now I'm working with the police. I was in for life. Now I'm making the most out of my life. <laughs> Man, you ever see that show White Collar? It's a bunch of horse shit. I did it first. <laughs> <laughs> Third, we've got Justified. <laughs> there you go. We've got good, good old Justified being Justified. Uh, he's a he's a sleazy car salesman. Some b- b- babe comes in. She's like, "Oh my god, I lost my keys. Can you make me more keys?" And he's like, 
you know, I could just probably read your mind and find out where you left those keys. Well, yeah, he's like, I'll help you retrace your steps. And he goes all around this area with her. And he's like, well, then when you did what you did here is like you moved your purse and then you put your cola in your other hand. And then <laughs> that's probably where you drop. And he reaches down to a puddle, like an impossible pothole, and grabs out the keys. And he's like, how about dinner? Now, <laughs> well, no, he, he he says before he's like, now if I can, like right before he knows exactly where the keys are, he's like, if I could help you find your keys, maybe uh, you know, uh, you 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 know, then I owe you dinner, and uh, you got to meet me for the what? best clams in Maine, a nice hot dish of Maine clams, huh? And this is the best acting in the movie. She's just like, oh, okay, and she just goes in her car, like, talk to you later. He's like, see you at eight. And he's like, uh huh, uh huh, and I think then he he reads her mind as she drives off because he has some line about like. Uh, like as the car drives away, he's like, "It's just clams or something." Like she already thought in her head, "Fuck that guy!" Yeah, and just exactly. like kept driving. You, why, all these guys can read minds. Why are they this bad at? Uh, and they're the all handsome. They're all That's, incredibly handsome gentlemen. They're impossibly handsome. There's no way that that many handsome people hung out with each other. <laughs> And no one's getting laid. Well, that's the thing, man. From the second one of this movie, hunkamania runs wild <laughs> on you. And you're just like, how are these guys not like knee deep in it right now? Like, yeah, what you, are you doing? We're assembling a super team of psychic hunks. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like it's like they're going around getting all their hunks together. It's like the Avengers if they're all just psychic Thors. <laughs> yeah. That's all that's happening. You know what? This movie makes sense if you cast like Ricky J and <laughs> <laughs> Come on, help me out here. Tom Arnold. Tom Arnold. Um John Larroquette's probably buddies oh, with yeah, him. Oh, yeah, just maybe like a really bad John Lithgow. Like th- then it's like, oh, okay, these guys really have, have a rough middle age here. And Danny DeVito has done it. <laughs> I done it. Well, uh, uh, da- Danny DeVito kind of returning to his uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> yes. He did all that research, you know, it never goes away. So much research. Yeah, it, yeah, it stays with you, doesn't it? And then, I mean, Jason Lee's just in a bar and he's drinking like... He's kind of coolly drinking uh, whiskey through his cu- his uh, toothpick. By the way, he loves toothpicks. In case you're wondering, by the way, there you go. Character set up. There's a, there's a quirk. He loves toothpicks. Yeah, it's the old like I have a toothpick in my mouth and I'm so cool that I want to then drink this glass of whiskey. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got like a couple of fingers of whiskey that I want to go through, but I'm too cool to take the toothpick out. So I will put the toothpick into the whiskey and then sip it. Man, you swallow a toothpick, you're dead in like an hour. That's a true thing. Maybe all these guys want to kill themselves. Maybe that's the idea. Maybe- oh, yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah. Just really wanting that suicide train to come. Uh, speaking of suicide train, uh, Damian Lewis gets hit by a car real bad. <laughs> Oh, it's bad, it's and it's gr- not—it's not just bad for him. It's—it's it's bad for his cartoon. It's—it's <laughs> it's bad for the cartoon, cartoon that he morphs into. Oh man, it's man, so bad, dude! Two superpowers now. <laughs> when trouble comes, he could morph into a CGI character. I'm a mind-reading cartoon. <laughs> what are you? You're nothing. Oh my god! That listen, you- I'm going to turn into a cartoon. And infiltrate Abu Nazir's regime. This, there's nothing you can do to stop me. This needs to be a TV show. <laughs> this needs to be a TV He's show. He's free now from that contract. Yeah. He can do all sorts of psychic cartoons. Cartoon terrorist hunter. <laughs> Point of uh, backstory here. Stephen King wrote this as a response to his own 
horrific car accident. That's this is around the time horrific car accidents show up a lot in Stephen Wait. King stories. <laughs> is this when he got his uh, special powers? Yes, that's when he got his mind powers. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. He, be- sure. he also befriended a mentally challenged kid that gave him mind powers too. At the same time, yeah. So Damian Lewis, busy summer for him. He walks out <laughs> into that intersection, and uh, apparently, he thought he saw Duddits, the kid, yeah. all beaten and bruised and, and nude in kid form. Yeah, going, oh, come, come into the street and get hit by a car. <laughs> like, oh, why? Even if you did see him, <laughs> yeah, exactly. What are you gonna? Why are you walking your ass on oncoming yeah, traffic? Uh, hey, Don, it's wait a second. Don't go anywhere. I'm gonna walk over to this crosswalk <laughs> and then wait till the light changes. Yeah, so you I don't die. Start yelling like, stay right there. Yeah, I'll be right there. Maybe you're just so cash with your mind powers at this point. You're not looking both ways anymore. You're like, oh, I'll just hear people's minds coming at me. <laughs> yeah, I just can, I, I can sense the minds coming. And at there's me. so many minds driving by in those cars. <laughs> yeah. So his thought, his all of his thoughts are just all that gobbledygook. Like, all you that- gotta, dude, you gotta be like Daredevil, and you have to learn how to tune that out. Yeah, and just like focus on one thing. You'd think after more than thirty years on this earth, you could probably figure this out. Yeah, learn how to adjust your your yeah. gift accordingly. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing. I could do it. I don't think I'd it ever me. get bored of reading people's mind without their permission. I don't think I'd ever get bored. No, of it. you know what? Here's where it would get frustrating though, because you'd see a lot of like, look at that fucking creep. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. and do like a real yeah. number on your self esteem. Well, yeah, because Steve. I don't look like Damian Lewis. That's a real problem for me. You know, if you could read my <laughs> mind, you, we wouldn't be friends anymore. <laughs> Probably not. There's some real chestnuts up here. <laughs> Some real things you wouldn't even put on the internet. Ooh, no. <laughs> so Damien Lewis dies and is brought back through the magic of CPR. And, you know, it's really important that he, he dies. Then we flash six months later. This was a half hour of this movie. Was this four, these four vignettes, a day in the life of our, our fucking duddits. <laughs> the, the four psychics. And also, by the way, that car accident, six months? Yeah, That's yeah. it? Six months and no wheelchair? Yeah, okay. They keep, uh, Jason Lee's really like, oh, Jonesy, you're hip. Oh, you're hip, Jonesy. No. But it, no, Jonesy. Oh, Jonesy, your fake leg. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I thought maybe Damian Lewis just started to like act with a limp for the rest of the movie. It was like, <laughs> it's a character choice. You figure it out now. <laughs> Go back and put it in. I don't care. Oh, great. Now we have to make a cartoon of him get hit by a car. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> By the way, this is, and let me let me see if you guys got this feel too, because with like the military and the location, everything like that, this is like a real F grade the thing, right? Oh yeah, that's why I thought I was gonna like this movie. Why I wasted three weeks downloading? I was like, oh, it's it's the woods, you know what I mean? Who can you trust? Kind of a deal. Can can I just bring us back to that Kazaa story for a second? Because isn't the button on the whole story that it didn't even work? No, it didn't work like two or three times. Eventually, I got Oh, you it. eventually got the full file, and yeah. then you were able to watch it on your shitty laptop? Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. I thought the whole thing was you were like, finally, 100%, and then it just it was like pornog- like secret pornography or something. <laughs> and then I stole a car, and then stole <laughs> an old lady's purse, and then killed a baby. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we're going on this uh, this trip to the cabin in the woods. They do it every year, apparently. Camp Hole in the Wall, man. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, isn't that funny? Fuck me, Fred. Jason Lee. Can we talk about Jason Lee's performance for a second? Because sure. Because it's, it's the middle of this movie. Yeah. His name is Beaver. He's a grown man named Beaver. <laughs> oh, hey, Beaver. <laughs> yeah. And you know, here's the thing, though. If my nickname was Beaver, by the way... Mm-hmm. 
You're calling me the full beaver. I don't want to hear beave yep. once. No, and they're no. like, beave, get over here, beave. What are you doing? I'd be like, you know what? Damien Lewis, it's beaver, okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I I know what a beaver is. Just, just fucking I, call I knew, me beaver. I knew you guys would get on this. I knew you guys would get on this. <laughs> but I actually know a beaver. Uh, do you really? I have an uncle beaver. Uncle oh, really? Be- are you calling him Uncle Beave, though? No, I'm not. I'm calling him Uncle Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. And it's also it's one of those things where it's like where that that name comes. It's like I think he was like nicknamed after the uh, television program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not all, not all that other stuff. And sometimes it sticks. Yeah. You mean it's Steve? Do you mean to say that Eric's uncle isn't nicknamed after a vagina? Probably not. He, did, <laughs> I, did everybody else catch that? Steve just went. We're not named after that other stuff. Wow. <laughs> Which is a vagina you know, or the animal? I guess. Maybe he had big be, buck teeth. Just be glad I can't dream catch you. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I can't dream catch you. You give me a dirty look right now. I can't even imagine what you're thinking. So about this time, we cut to 20 years earlier. Yeah, because oh, why not, right? We're just jumping all over time. In we're this movie. standing by me now. Now we're gonna stand by me. <laughs> it is. They're, it basically, if now that you say, it, they kind of are stand by me because because little Beaver's got his <laughs> his glasses on, just like little Corey Feldman. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah. No, they they look exactly like him. Mm-hmm. There's no fat kid though. There isn't a fat. One kid. of those guys should have been a fat kid. Well, no, because then he has to grow up to be one of these four fucking Amazons, male Am- oh, right. Amazons. So well, I'm gonna change that fat kid into a uh, I don't know what's like fat mentally challenged. <laughs> I'm Stephen King. <laughs> Clickety clack. <laughs> That's about his little typewriter. Yeah. Clickety clack on my old typewriter. So they're they're walking. I I believe on train tracks. They're really just doing this. They're what? coming from a pie eating contest. Oh, I can't have them find a dead body again. Um, they find a mentally challenged boy. <laughs> And then they're they're chased by a psychotic clown. Oh no, that's a problem. <laughs> oh, I've already done psychotic clown, right? So, <laughs> they find a haunted hotel. Nope. I'll get it. Oh, oh. wait, there's an evil cop. Nope. Evil <laughs> dot. Nope. Uh, wait, maybe all it. the cars come to life. <laughs> oh, wait, and there's no. a big Mack truck that rules them up. Nope. Ah, oh, geez, Stephen, you really just wrote yourself into a corner. Oh, can a comet fly by? <laughs> Well, you know what? No matter what, they'll have mental powers. I'll write that first. Because <laughs> <Cool. laughs> well, establish the mental powers, the rest of it writes itself. Clickety clack. <laughs> Three out of five people in Stephen King's main have telekinetic powers. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot of shining going on all over the place. It's the most supernatural state in the union. <laughs> <laughs> they like when during the revolution, they had all the Mainers come down to do like uh, pyromancy on the British fleet. <laughs> Because wow. why not? Yeah, sure. I, Stephen King, I just fucking wrote your next novel. <laughs> and maybe the pyromancers own an evil cot. No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> an evil carriage. Maybe they bury a kid in a pet set. No. Oh, j- dang it. So they're they're walking, and instead of uh, instead of trying to find uh, dead a dead body. body, they're trying to find. There's like an old warehouse where supposedly there's a picture of the prom queen in full frontal nudity that they want to go check out. And it's what. And Come again, on. this is obnoxious Stephen King dialogue too, right? Where you've got like younger kids, and they're all like pussy this and yeah. pussy that, and yeah. you're just like, man, I get it. Like they're little like preteen boys or whatever, and but. Just- just stop. I don't need to hear that from children. And the worst part about it is, is, is like, like I was saying before, is all the Jason Lee bullshit calling, fuck me, Freddy. And oh, man, like, with, you know, 
bank it on a bus or touch my bender. And when he's 40 <laughs> years old, he's still saying this shit. It's really, I mean, he's clearly the friend that did not grow up. That's no. why he's the one that's at a bar. We don't know what his job is. <laughs> no, we don't. He's I... the only one who's not seen it work because he's just a shitty townie. Yeah. You know what we didn't see when he's in that bar? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. That's what we didn't see. And he's saying, hey, to Red. <laughs> oh, and his best friend is Red. No, nope. damn it. <laughs> Did it again. Uh, so, so they're on this adventure and they, they hear a, a scuffle. And that's when they come across Duddits, who's a mentally uh, challenged kid uh, who's getting picked on by some bullies from like the next school over or whatever. And they're trying to make him eat dog shit. Isn't it's, that fantastic? He's naked or he's half naked. He's, he's they, pretty much they naked. They strip him down to his underwear and then make him eat dog shit and what and that's who, hilarious right guys <laughs> who knows what else too. oh yeah yeah and now these kids are confronting the bullies here and they're like they're the bullies are telling them to, to back off they're like maybe a year or two older and yeah. tell them to take off take a hike <laughs> but yeah. hey hey take a hike <laughs> which is actually convenient since they're in the woods <laughs> but All right i will but like they they say like oh you know what this this kid's gonna outrun all of you because he's Blah blah blah, the famous track runner of the school. Like, oh no, and, not not Beaver. And he's gonna tell everyone what you do, and like, just like plainly, like, up the ante. This kid, this mentally challenged boy, is found naked with these older boys. Go tell everyone that he's getting diddled. Yeah, like no, honestly, <laughs> tell them you're gonna say that you're diddling this kid out there. Because guess what? Whew, that'll turn the situation around. Oh, Oot yeah. Sweet. And you know what? You are not on uh, the football team anymore. You, you're not on a lot of things. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You're not uh, walking around free anymore. Yeah, you're you getting you're... <laughs> 80% less Christmas cards this year than you got last year. <laughs> and, I mean, the, the weird thing about it is, is like they, they form this bond with this mentally challenged kid. And he's got, like, a cute way of talking. Like, it's not even, like, how actually mentally challenged people talk. It's like he... He mispronounces every single word and like can't do consonants very well. I mean, it's yeah, it's weird. I you know, I don't I don't know the legitimacy yeah. level of what this actor's doing. I don't here. think a lot of research went into this little kid or Donnie Wahlberg. Well, <laughs> oh, stay tuned for that. You know, it's it's a totally different type of of mental issue. It's a um, he's got too much magic in his head. Oh, that's the problem. <laughs> so it's like yeah, it's apples and oranges. Steve. It suppresses the consonants, but. They love this guy, and they like kind of make him their mascot. They're like, "Oh man, the Dudmeister, Duditz," and they're like, even when they become older, like, "Oh man, I wish Duditz was here." You know what Duditz is doing this whole fucking movie? Waiting at its at his mom's house for these guys to pick him up, and they haven't <laughs> seen him in twenty years. Well, no, I don't think it's twenty years because they mention like. Before Tom Jane gets hit by that car, or Damian Lewis gets hit by that car, yeah. there's a lot of like, oh, hey, man, this weekend we should go see Duddits. And they're yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's been a while. Like, I think they kind of do visit him a little bit. Yeah. But I think it's like after that car accident, they were like, oh, man, we got no time for Duddits now. We we, we got to let Jonesy, uh, uh, you know, heal up for the big camping trip. You know what? Why don't you take Duddits on that camping trip? He would trip. love it. He would absolutely love it, as opposed to just sitting at home with his. His mom would love it too. His mom would well, be like, "Fucking, fu well, a weekend alone." <laughs> yeah, maybe he'd get out there and start having flashbacks to the to that dog shit, dog shit escapade. <laughs> it's just weird because they kind of treat this guy. And I, I saw this in my high school, and I feel like a lot of the 
the the sort of borderline autistic kid that people make a mascot. Yeah, that, it's, that it's a lot of this. It's kind too. of it's kind of cruel in this in in one way or another. You know, you, they can't just be normal. They can't just be treated regularly. They're well, not, no, and that's they're the not thing, an equal right? footed friend because it's because it's like teenagers and preteens and stuff, and they're all horrible monsters. Yeah, oh, that man, you know no. they they're they're saying like, yeah, don't it's do it. Yeah, he's the greatest, right? But you're actually like being kind of flippant about it, and it's fucking obnoxious. I know exactly. What you're talking and you're about, ta- and you're making fun. Nothing. They're like, they're like, oh, it's done. It's like ooby dooby doo. Where are you? That's how he <laughs> says it, right? And they're all like laughing and high fiving. Oh man, he can't say Scooby Doo, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> high five. And the ki- and of course the guy, the the subject doesn't know m- much better. He just appreciates the attention. But you're kind of a dick bag. Yeah, no, it's I know exactly what you're talking about. Right, it's, and they're it's shitty. they're also making themselves feel great for actually talking. Oh yeah, exactly. Kids. High, high five. There's a great uh, book, uh, graphic novel called My Friend Dahmer. It's all about Jeffrey Dahmer being in high school, and he was that guy. Like it, he it's was all, Duddits. Yeah, he was the Duddits, <laughs> and all these guys like were like the point of view of the writer was one of these dudes that was like, "Oh man, let's see what Dahmer's up to." <laughs> like, oh, Dahmer's got so many problems. <laughs> hey, bro, I'm gonna get magic powers out of this Dahmer kid. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Jeff Dahmer gave them telekinesis. <laughs> Dude, I was talking to Dahmer, and he told me that if I wanted to read minds, I had to let him put my dick in the refrigerator. And he taught me how to make a zombie out of uh, <laughs> male prostitutes. Bro, he said he wants to grow up to work in a chocolate factory. Isn't that hilarious, Dahmer? <laughs> oh, Tommy! Man, me and Dahmer were totally hanging out with with these chicks. And then he kind of looking at these small, effeminate Filipino dudes, and I was like, <laughs> Dahmer, you're weird. <laughs> but you know, this is Dahmer. I love him. He's fucking great. <laughs> they make him like win prom king. <laughs> oh, you did it, Dahmer! It's oh, pretty man. much what it is. It's a, it's a really great book. My friend Dahmer, check it out. Uh, so we're in the woods and everybody's kind of doing their own thing, sort of settling in. And we split off into to two halves here before we get to to dinner. So we've got uh, Damian Lewis and uh, and Tom Jane are outside, like getting firewood and whatnot. And then Oliphant and Jason Lee are inside, and we're just treated. Because it's 2003, and this book was, you know, a few years before it, it's just a whole scene talking about how great Viagra is. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's kind of like, Oliphant's making fun of Jason Lee for, like, sleeping with, like, you know, like, ugly women or something, mm. and they're busting his balls about that. And it's like, man, you just pop that little pill, you'll be stiff for 12 hours, man. And you're just like, oh, my God. I- she, what else is in the news? Yeah. We'll yeah. talk about 9-11 next. <laughs> exactly. It's just like, oh, man. Dude, remember Viagra, man? Oh, those were the days. It, it was, it was the pro, like Prozac jokes had dried up, and now it's time to insert Viagra. Mm. Jokes. And they were everywhere. There's like, I don't know why I always think it to this, but there's an episode of Mad About You where Paul Reiser takes a Viagra. Pill. Really? Yeah, and he has like a. Do you, well, do you see it, man? No, he doesn't whip it out, dude. But what does happen is he's got some. Uh... It's a strange move for NBC. <laughs> Paul Reiser whipped it out. But that's musty TV right there. Uh, it was like pixelated, but it was still just waggling around. <laughs> uh, no, but he, one of the side effects is like you can cut your vision kind of gets tinted blue. Uh-huh. So the gag is like he's just seeing blue, no. man. And do cousin Polly's like, oh, or what is it, cousin Ira? Cousin Ira. He's like, oh, you gotta just come over here and sit down, Paul. Oh, do dude. they do blue vision? Is there like a POV? No, there, I oh. don't think there was Paul Reiser cam. All right. I don't know what's worse, not doing it or doing it. Because uh, now I can't. Now I was going to make fun of them doing it, but now I kind of want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction. and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time. And the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down with a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. And, I mean, we, we have dinner. We're all talking about all sorts of movies. It's very big, chillish. You know, we're not surprising it was directed by Lawrence Kasdan. We're just sitting around. And Tom Jane, actually, I think this is where he says that his patient that he taunted, actually, <laughs> he was like, Tom Jane was like, and then I read the paper and um, I saw that that patient I had ate himself to death. <laughs> well, you are the psychic shrink. You saw it coming. What are you, Pizza the Hut? How do you eat yourself to, like, you, you have a heart attack. You have, like, you know what yeah, I mean, what, like what embolism. The obituary is going to actually say, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, the pictures of a fat guy, just clickety-clack, ate himself to death. <laughs> Well, maybe it's like uh, that dude in Seven eats himself to death, right? Like, yeah. if you just keep putting stuff down there, like your stomach could burst or something, and then oh, you get like internal you think bleeding. A stomach burst? I think so, man. I think that's that would qualify as eating yourself to death. Okay, so it's a fat guy in Thomas Jane's office, and maybe he, you know, gets so upset he goes to a gypsy. Oh, nope, can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just like, well, uh, you know, you didn't. 
you didn't put the food down his throat. Uh, but I know. did rub his face and go, fat dad. <laughs> fat dad. Eat yourself a Oh, no, delete that. Delete, 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 delete. No, silly Steven. Yeah, it's just one of those things that happens where everyone's having a good time and then someone starts to talk about their real life and everyone's like, yeah. Everyone looks at their watch at this on this trip and they're like, oh, it's that time of night, huh? <laughs> yes. Okay. After 11, Guess someone's going to start deep. Someone's going to start crying. Jason Lee, get your problems on deck. You're next. And, I mean, the next day, supernatural shit starts happening. And, again, all this stuff about how they all relate to each other, who's with who, who's who likes what and what. And two of them are dead in five, the next ten minutes. It's nuts. <laughs> so we split off into two factions again. So it's Damian Lewis and Jason Lee are out hunting in the forest. And the other two dudes, are they go into town for like beers beer and yeah. groceries and stuff like that. And there's there's some lazy characterization going on here, and I don't know if it's covered any better in the book, uh, but they're driving back from the grocery store, and Tim Oliphant pops a beer and starts drinking it, and like Tom Jane looks at him like, are you kidding me? And he's like, hey man, listen, if you think that I'm drinking beers before 11 a.m. every day, you got it wrong. It's just up here when we're at the cabin. <laughs> yeah. He's really quick to tell Tom Jane he's not an alcoholic, and you're like, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you're you're working at that car lot. No woman would ever talk to you. Oh, yeah. even though you're <laughs> fucking Timothy Oliphant. He's actually kind of pudgier in this. Oh well, yeah, actually, I was what I was I was I was remarking when I saw this. I was like, he's um, it's kind of baby Raylan Givens. <laughs> it is. He's still got a little baby fat on yeah. those cheeks. It's before he got carved out of marble. You know, it's just. <laughs> but it, this is a weird Timothy Oliphant time in his career when he was doing like kind of comedic performances. It's before he got into the action mode, before Deadwood and, mm. like, Stone Face. Like, it was doing, yeah, like, Go, like Go yeah. Scream 2, you know, like, those kinds of, like, fast-talking guy, like that, uh, like, um, by the girl next door. Yes, that's what I was just trying to think of. The girl, oh, is that the movie where Emil Hirsch wants to date the porn star yeah, or whatever? Yeah, played by, yeah. yeah. Yep. That movie was just one big disappointment, huh? Yeah, no, yeah. nobody enjoyed that one. <laughs> <laughs> I even forgot that Timothy Oliphant was in that movie. So, uh... Damien Lewis runs afoul of this big, heavy guy who's, like, farting in the woods. He's like, are you all right, man? Hey, yeah, man, are you He's, okay? like, trying to hunt some deer and stuff, and this guy's just walking around going, oh, oh, well, he's, he's ripping it. He's, he's the about deer to, are running away. He's about to get a shot off, and then all of a sudden this guy wanders into his sight, and he's like, oh, Fuck! Like, yeah. He almost blew this fat guy's fat brains out. Which would have made the movie a lot better because then everybody would have been all right. Yeah. yeah. Everything would have been smooth sailing. But so, you know, we have the second comedic fat guy of the movie. Mm-hmm. This guy's wandering around and he's like, oh, I got lost in the woods or whatever. And Damien Lewis is like way kind of overly kind for finding a stranger in the woods. Oh, That's just my opinion. Are you okay, buddy? Yeah. Oh, hey, why don't you come? Into our cabin and sleep in my bed. Hey, you can sleep in my bed and eat our food and it'll be totally okay. It's amazing. It's, come on, come on, get in here. Hey, hey, take that coat off. He like starts undressing him like Jesus. Like, are you gonna wash his feet? Like, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> thinking the same thing. Look at the same. Like, here's the thing. Like, it's a great thing to do. Like, hey, warm up. I'll get you some soup, but like I'm just gonna get this guy in my house and be like, "Hey, man, you hang out over there. We'll, we'll call the cops. You sit on the couch mm-hmm. in yeah. front of the fireplace. If you take your coat off, it's your own business. <laughs> like I'm not <laughs> taking it off for you. Yeah. You make your own decisions here. Whatever you do is fine. I'm not gonna take your boots off for you. You know. And yeah, he's way too accommodating to the stranger. And I'm like, dude, 
look at that guy. He's in rough shape. And this and, guy's just like burping and farting. And he's got like a weird like his, alien belly. Yeah, well, his chest is like humongous at first. And then it moves down to the belly. Oh, I and see. Damien Lewis is just like, oh, I think you need to lay down. You're, uh, you're protruding. <laughs> oh, you're having a real hard time, buddy. Like, and he's like, he's got red shit all over his face. Like, I ate these bad berries. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many humongo farts ripping <laughs> so, all over the place. It's so terrible. It's like, man, you know what's not in the thing? <laughs> Wilford Brimley just ripping farts all over the place. You, no one's ripping farts in the thing at all. That, that, what's ridiculous? This is... you. This is not played for comedy. No, like, it's this is sca- completely. These are sincere farts. <laughs> these are farts. Yeah, these are some spooky farts. <laughs> Ooh, that that fart, that humongous <laughs> fart, just put a, a chill down my spine. <laughs> it, they are some sinister farts, man. And he's like burping too, and like and there's like verping going on. Yeah, he's like almost throwing up. I, that's when I'm like, hey man, I know it's cold outside, but uh, why don't you wait out on the porch? Yep, exactly. We're You're making my the- cabin smell like shit. It's a fucking timeshare anyway, just- and it and it is making it smell like shit, everyone, because Jason Lee shows up and is like, who? Let's open a window. <laughs> oh, there's a sick man here. Like, he doesn't even know. He's like, wow, it smells like farts in here. Jonesy. <laughs> and then Damian Lewis is like, look over there on the couch. There's something you should see. It's a guy farting. <laughs> oh, no. I, I think my catheter split open. Remember that horrible car accident I was in? Oh. That was that was the cost. My colostomy bag is everywhere. I no also, longer need a toilet. I just have a bag. <laughs> also, there's a monster in the house. <laughs> Jason Lee and David Lewis starred Monster in the House. <laughs> I love it. But it's like, okay, this, this is where it gets confusing, though. And I actually wrote a note down just so I could think on it later as other things happen in the movie. But seriously, like, is this supposed to be a comedy? At this point, I'm sorry, you bring a fat guy into a, a scene and he's just constantly farting. You know what's supposed to be funny all the time? Farting. Like, <laughs> you, you know where there's not, like, listen, listen. You know who doesn't fart? Tom Hanks in Philadelphia. You know why? Because it's a serious drama. I'm now try- Is there any challenge to the group? There's a couple of writers in here. Uh, how do you make farting sad? Ooh. Uh, uh, okay, here's, here's a... Uh, uh, a dog dies under a porch and just farts. And that's like <laughs> its last thing. That's a sad fart. Or like if a frowny faced clown farted, like that's a sad right, fart. Right, yeah. Or a, um, you know, a, a, maybe a fart set in Nazi Germany. <laughs> <laughs> that's that Jerry Lewis movie, right? He's just a yeah. farting clown Combine in a concentration those, yeah. camp. There you go. There you go. The point is, there's no way to make serious farts. And even further it down tried. the road, there's no way to make horrific farts. Uh, yeah. Clickety clack, I'm going to pioneer the fart, the serious <laughs> fart. I think it was just like he was laid up from getting hit by a car and he just kept eating like bobbly frozen pizza. <laughs> He's just like, oh God, I can't stop farting. Clickety clack, clickety clack. Yeah, maybe cool. maybe yeah. these aliens make you fart. Yeah, clickety clack. I'm going to use that. <laughs> wait, wait. Aliens farting? Haven't used it yet. <laughs> clickety clack. Wait, was that a Bachman one? No. Nope. Clickety clack. Clickety clack. This movie, by the way, should have been a Richard Bachman. Just file this under Bachman's. I know, like kid. he did uh, the Running Man, which is far superior, in my opinion. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read the actual clickety clack, but I've seen the films. 
I have not read the clickety clack. You just watched the talkie talk. <laughs> yes. And so this guy's like, oh, I got to lay down. And Jody's like, why don't you use my bed? Here you go. Here you go, brother. And he like, puts it in his bed. <laughs> oh, you seem to be leaking there. I, are you, you're farting sweat and blood. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. I, I'll, I'll, wa- I'll wash the sea- sheets in the river later. <laughs> And to prove our point about how there's there's hilarious farting going on, after they put this dude to bed, the two of them run out of the house, like, giggling about all the farting. And he's like, oh, you should open a window, Jonesy, says Jason Lee. It's like, yeah, you know why? Because farts are fucking eternally hilarious. Jesus farting was hilarious. Like, Oh, that happened? I'm sure Jesus was cutting them, man. Why not? Oh, that was in the awkward years they cut out of the Bible. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus is gaseous, period. <laughs> But it's like it, you have these characters laughing about farting. And meanwhile, I'm supposed to be also making my brain remember that there's a terrifying thing growing inside of this fart bag. Like, I'm just don't make them fucking fart. This, this movie's ruined right. by well, flatulence. So meanwhile, in another part of the woods, there's some <laughs> farting going on as well. There's so much Farting. Well, they're about to go. So Tom Jane and uh, Tim Oliphant are in this car, and they see like kind of a bump in the snow, and he's like, "Dude, punch it!" And Tom Jane's like, "Say, great idea." He pun- he tells him to punch it because if, at the speed they're going, he was going to get stuck in the snow. Yeah. You got to use your traction to get over it. But it is a punch it moment, <laughs> and he punches it, and then there's some some lady sitting in the middle of it's fucking of Jack the- Nicholson at the end of The Shining, just sitting there. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> Son of a bitch! Backspace, backspace. <laughs> and yeah, of course they swerve. The car flips over. Tim Olyphant breaks his leg. Horrendous car accident. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Late- Second of the movie, by the way. <laughs> Some old lady wants to sit in the middle of the road during like this blizzard or whatever. And you know what? You're just getting hit by the car. Yes, yeah, Splat City moving. lady. I, yeah, you Splat City. That's just what happens. He dr- drives, and then all of a sudden he turns into the uh, guy Frank from Donnie Darko. He's like, what are you sitting in the middle of the road, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to miss my costume party. <laughs> oh, man, I've been working on this costume for months. The sign said I just went to get beer. I was already there. Idiot. And <laughs> Jenna Malone was never seen again. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. And uh, so basically they, they realize she's sick. They're like, well, let's take her to a clearing here. And Pete's got a broken leg. Uh, Timmy Oliphant's got a broken leg. So he's going to stay with the woman who is just farting and farting and farting. That's the thing. It's like before we even realize that there's something wrong with this woman, they're like, they're like, hey, bam, uh, are you okay? You're clearly sitting in the middle of this road. What's going on? And it's Frozen like, fart. <laughs> <laughs> and Timothy Oliphant like looks at fucking Tom Jane like, did this woman just fart in her face? You know, like mm-hmm. it's, it's actual Timothy Oliphant looking at actual Tom Jane like, are there fart jokes in this movie that we're making right now? I kind of want to read the book now because, I mean, I read the Wikipedia uh, lookup. And you know, it, it farting is in the book for sure. So like that, can, that's confirmed. That's confirmed. There's farting in this book. That's that's part of the scary story. Is <laughs> I kind of wanted to read like how he describes them. It's like it was all quiet and snowy and dark, and someone let out a big tutor. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go with uh, Omana. Uh, what was it? Omanopia. Yeah, Omanopia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's Just it's big old. it's italicized, all capitals, and it's T H, and then a bunch of W's. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's just farting. Like we're ba- we're centering 
all of this movie around fart noises. <laughs> you know there's trouble when someone starts farting. Is he okay? Jonesy asked. And then there was the sound of a dying duck. <laughs> and Beaver was scared. <laughs> and then just in the prose part, it's just beans, beans, the magical fruit. <laughs> so they're farting, and like Tom Jen's like, all right, I'll go, I'll go get help. And then we cut back to the house, and all sorts of hell's breaking loose, because... Uh, they see all Jonesy and Beaver see all these computer animals all <laughs> all running from the, for, from for their lives like, and you know, like migrating yeah and they're like on this loop because they just keep coming around the bed <laughs> it's the same eight animals yeah. it's like a male and a female deer a brown bear and then like six rabbits like, and just on a loop they, it's Toontown it's Toontown being uh, evicted by uh, the dip they're afraid of the dip like <laughs> Bugs Bunny should be there. Beaver, Beaver, this uh, this animated GIF file keeps repeating. <laughs> oh no, Beaver! <laughs> oh, Beaver, look, there's no beavers out here. Is that is that secret squirrel? I think we're in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Boris and Natasha show up. <laughs> Don't mind us, aliens crash landed, yeah. and then they start seeing helicopters, which are going to be- become important when the third movie of this movie starts. Uh, yeah. And, you know, they go back inside and there's blood everywhere. A trail going to the bathroom and they're like, Ew. What's amazing is there's a it's a blood trail leading from a bedroom to a bathroom. They go in the bedroom and it's just soiled. Everything is just destroyed. Yeah. And they go, they're like, hey man, you okay in there? It's like, no, this dude's clearly dead. And yeah, the guy, yeah, I'm fine. The guy's like, oh, 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 just a minute. You're like, no, there's eight gallons of blood on the floor. He this was like already dead. dead, and that was just instinctual because this guy's been on the can a lot. Oh, life. yeah, he's, he's, he's had a lot of bathroom door knocks. Oh, yeah. Just a minute. From beyond the grave. Occupado. <laughs> and now we're just hearing farts through a door. We, we stop it with this. It's like, it's like the clumps. It's not. <laughs> it is. It's like if the clumps got an, an alien invasion into their bodies. So they, Shit, they fu- that could be an Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> and I think, isn't that what Pluto Nash is? Clum- yeah, clumps in space. <laughs> the space clumps. And instead of being like... Fuck this! Let's go. Let's go find the sheriff. Let's get on the snow. I'm not even going to open the door because I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. No. What am I going to do about this guy's bleeding asshole? Absolutely nothing. Nope. You're not going to help him. So they break down the door for some reason because they're such good guys, and this guy's just dead on the toilet. It's like, well, fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just, he's fucking dead, and they like try to go like. It's still like this guy. There's blood. Like all, it looks like his face got ripped off. Yeah, he's sitting on this toilet covered in blood. Every inch of him is covered in blood. The floor and, is covered in blood. And they're like, "Hey, man!" And they kind of like reach out to touch him, and he falls like face first into the bathtub. You also hear like a bloop. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. And like Beaver's like, "Oh, he's totally still alive. He just let out one. He just dropped a deuce." So they find they they, they notice that something is in the toilet bowl that's alive. They quickly close the lid. Yeah. And now like um, Jason Lee jumps on the toilet. Yeah. He start he sits on it, and Damian Lewis gets the idea that he's going to go to the creepy old shed to uh, get this tape to cover it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a roll of electrical tape or duct tape or whatever it is. We're going to seal this lid up good. They're pretty convinced it's a monster, by the way, at this point. They're like, it's got to be a monster. Yeah, we're now in full monster in the house. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) This is where monster in the house begins. Guys, we have a monster in the house. Damien Lewis goes to that shed for like an hour and a half. 
and Jason just, Lee's just sitting on there, sitting on this toilet. He's it's kind of like a Buck and Bronco situation because like the thing keeps trying to like jump up through the toilet, and it's kind of lifting Jason Lee up, but not really. Yeah. And, you know, so he's kind of like trying to hold onto the lid, but he's got it under control. He's totally all he has to do is sit on this toilet, just sit there. And this confirmed monster, not confirmed, but pretty much confirmed monster will be not a problem. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed. The guy has no face. Yeah, exactly. And now- the guy's got no face. And also, I think they do, they get a look into the toilet and oh. they're like, fuck that. Yeah, and it's a slam it down. full on butt squid down there. <laughs> and then. Exactly right. Jason Lee's like, well, it's part of my character to always have a toothpick. <laughs> so he takes out his toothpicks. He drops them into this blood and shit covered floor with alien <laughs> goop and human DNA and feces. And he's like, hey, well, you know, it's still a toothpick. Well, there's one <laughs> tile supposedly that's a lot cleaner than the rest. Of it. It's got oh. one, one pristine toothpick. It's not pristine. No, 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 no. Oh, my God. The bacteria on that thing. Yeah, exactly. Holy cow. Dude, you don't know what this guy was doing, mm-hmm. okay? Like, before he sat down and died on the toilet. Yeah, he could have been rubbing his butt on all sorts of tiles. <laughs> like, oh, my God, my ass hurts so much. I better just, oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. I'll set it down on this ice-cold tile. Yeah, like oh, a dog. Yeah. He's just dragging it everywhere. You have no idea what's You don't happening. know what disease this dude has, and you're like, it's- you know, that toothpick... Is it actually covered in blood? I think I can put well, that in my yeah, mouth, bro. It's, it's right next to a big clump of blood and shit. Um, yeah, let me put that in my mouth. And there's no, th- there's nothing like explaining this. Like he's not, he never says anything like, oh well, I tried to quit smoking, and so this no. is what you know I, I use to compensate for the you know, the oral fixation or whatever. It's just like I like looking cool with toothpicks, man, and I can't possibly look uncool in this blood and shit covered bathroom. I'm whilst in. holding back a monster, and you know, so obviously, he, yeah, you know he keeps there. leaning to try to get it. It keeps like jumping up when he's basically off the thing. Yeah, it's like just out of reach, and uh, it come, he, it, he, he, you know, he falls over, and oops, he gets his fucking bloody toothpick and starts sucking on it, and <laughs> this monster pops out of the toilet. It just it pops right out of the toilet, and it's the first of two times in this movie these things are going for a dude's dick. Yeah. Oh yeah. They want, they're dick monsters. This thing latches onto his crotch and Jason Lee's like screaming. Finally, uh, Damien Lewis gets back with his roll of tape that took four years to find. Yeah. And, and he's already got his dick bitten off by this thing. So what's the point? It would appear like I'm too late. <laughs> oh no. Well, uh, I guess I shouldn't have walked in front of traffic. <laughs> <laughs> if only I had two good hips, everything would be okay. And, and so this thing, he's just doing battle with this thing. It's kind of like a Punch and Judy situation. It's like yeah. he's trying to hit it with the stick. It eats the stick. It's And it's basically a big... It's, it's a big a, like, eel. It's, it's like a big eel, eel with like nothing but teeth on it. You know, it's, oh, yeah. You know what? It's kind of close to what a langolier looks like. Yeah, oh, it's a lot close it's, to a langolier. It's, it's like, like you took a langolier and tilted it on its side mm-hmm. and gave it an eel body. Uh, clickety-clack, oh, it's too late. Let's keep going. <laughs> The farting makes up for everything. It's a fart scary story. Yeah. It's never, never been done before. Yeah, didn't do farts in Langoliers. <laughs> Click and clack. Wish I could have. Why is he Burt Reynolds all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> King. And then uh, the car comes alive. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Print it. So, uh, That's a book. What, what kind of car does Beaver drive? <laughs> what, kind of, what kind of car does Christine drive? <laughs> I, I, I already know that uh, Tom Jane's got the, uh, the pickup there. <laughs> That's great. 
They all drive Mustangs. I, uh, I, I, I uh, start with the cars and work backwards from there. <laughs> That's uh, my, my process. Every story's got a uh, haunted car. <laughs> <laughs> so this thing kills him, right? It's, it's a real, brilliant. like, oh, Jonesy, get out of here. Close the door. I'll sacrifice myself. And this thing, like, face hugs him. And, you like, yeah, Damon Lear is like, you killed Beaver, you son of a bitch. I mean, <laughs> well, I, Beaver got slaughtered. If there's ever a time, like, if my name is Beaver and, you know, everyone's calling me Beaver and Beaver... When I die, just call me John. Like, you know what I mean? Let's just go back. <laughs> give me my Christian name back in death, if anything. <laughs> It'd be great if, like, the other dude, dudes come back and he's like, oh, my God, it got John. And they're like, what? <laughs> Beaver. Oh, Beaver's dead? <laughs> they killed the beef? Oh, no. And then at this point, a big gray alien, uh, yeah. literally called Grays in this movie, uh, take over... Uh, Damian Lewis well, Jonesy. What's really disturbing is like this this creepy little ass seal just like slips right by him because now the mama bear is there. Right. And it's it is the weirdest looking gray alien you've ever saw because it's like it's like got the body of Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's pretty it's jacked. jacked. And its head is gigantic. It's like a bobblehead thing. It it looks stupid. It looks like <laughs> one of the stupid ones of the gray aliens showed up. One of the duddits came down. <laughs> yeah, and then okay. It friggin' explodes into like a blood mist and then just sucks itself into like Damien Lewis's head. Cause like, hey, that's a handsome dude. I don't want to take over that body. Man. Oh yeah. Fuck that fat guy. <laughs> this is much better. Fuck that fat guy. <laughs> Love that joker. So now he's possessed by this thing, and you know he's possessed. Uh, do we find this out right away? How yeah, we know he's possessed? Pretty much right away. He starts talking. Damian Lewis does in a Malcolm McDowell impression. What was that, Mister Jones? What did we just pass on the road there? Are you speaking to me? Yes, I am, Mister Jones. Or is it Jonesy? That's what your friends call you, isn't it? Ew, <laughs> that's how you're distinguishing the characters been possessed. Oh no! See, see oh, this this is Jonesy, and I'm Mister Gray. <laughs> It's so fucking bad, man. It's, it's stupid, and that's how like he keeps he keeps getting like tripped up by people because he's like, "Oh, hello." I mean, hello. <laughs> <laughs> why would I? Uh, why would an alien talk like this? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Did Jonesy watch like Clockwork Orange the night before, and he had it in his mo- memory warehouse, and like <laughs> that's what he got to? He's like, "Oh, that guy talks like a lot of fun, doesn't he?" We should address the memory warehouse. Oh, it's really important. Because uh, much like Sherlock Holmes' mind palace, these fellas have mind memory warehouses. I guess it's we're supposed to believe it's in conjunction with the gift of the the telekinesis. It's like how he stores information. It's like he... Has a really strong imagination and makes yeah. a, a big, like... There's a literal of, warehouse where he puts all of his files of, like, his public humiliations. Yeah, like, sex fantasies and, like... He's spank got, banks. Spank banks. And he's got secret, like... He's got a secret office in there with all the dark shit. That's, That's like, where his child porn is. And it's, like... The, <laughs> it's just... it's And it's really stupid. And that's where actual Jonesy goes once he gets... Uh, kidnapped once he gets hijacked by this alien and he hides in his memory warehouse and like he kind of, it's hilarious because he keeps like watching what's clearly a blue screen out of a window and he's uh, like no don't hurt my friend it's so 
You guys, it's so stupid. Mm -hmm. He's looking out of a window, an office window (laughs) at the movie. (laughs) It's terrible. Like rear projection style. And it's also like, it's not even like he's looking, you know, it's not like through his point of view or anything. No, it's There are times where he looks out this fake window and he's seeing like an overhead shot of Damian Lewis like doing, I'm like, how are you seeing this? It's the dumbest visualization oh ever. no an alien took over my body now i have to watch Dreamcatcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no stop it just kill me please just kill me right now send me back to abu nazir now do it at this point morgan freeman shows up <laughs> as if things weren't bad enough morgan freeman and the unemployable tom sizemore shows up <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like the unsinkable molly brown it's the unemployable <laughs> tom sizemore and these, and, they're men in black they're like the this you know this evil government wing that handles all the aliens the blue unit i think they're called uh-huh. i'll get my blue boys out there we'll take care of it <laughs> oh the stephen king movie so i gotta call everyone bucko and laddie <laughs> it's obnoxious. And you know what's... Oh, wait, wait. Okay, so the farting. We had the farting. And then what did I have after the farting? It was the... Uh, Jason f- Lee. Farting, Jason Lee's dialogue, Morgan Freeman's eyebrows. That's the... Th- these are the bushiest fake eyebrows. He looks like Lord Raiden with these eyebrows. It's so stupid. And he's got this, like, chop top. You know what I think they did? They were originally going to hire Arlie Ermey, right? <laughs> yeah. They're going to hire Arlie Ermey for this movie, and they'd done all the sketches. Arlie Ermey's going to be this this general and right. whatever. But and he, then Arlie Ermey had to drop out. Yeah, because he, he started reading the script and got to all the farting. And <laughs> There's that- nothing funny about yeah. farts! <laughs> and he just threw the script down and left. And then yeah. Morgan Freeman was like, I love farting. <laughs> and so then it's just because he just... <laughs> Morgan Freeman goes through Hollywood's garbage. <laughs> well, this sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, he looks like Arlie Ermey in this movie. It's either Arlie Ermey or he's supposed to be like the very cartoon version of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> Morgan Freeman's agent's a dumpster. <laughs> High crimes, huh? Take this pizza off it. I think maybe Ashley Judd could be in it. Maybe, maybe me too. Get the old gang back together. Man, High Crimes <laughs> is a bad movie. Let's stay tuned. Uh, along yeah. came a spider, huh? Oh, and what's this under that spider? Along came a spider script. <laughs> He's like Sylvester the Cat. He's got a, like an upturned garbage can as a plate. And he's got a big fucking fishbone on and a couple of scripts. Yeah. Wow, would you look at that? A documentary about penguins. <laughs> Suppose I could do something with this. You could do anything. You Ooh, can do anything. Ooh, lucky number 11. Thank you very much. <sighs> Yeah, he, he oh, the prestige of at this point in Morgan Freeman's career is gone. I mean, like it, it's not it's not really like the roles beneath him at this point. In the roles totally beneath. And and now here's my concern though, because I'm just thinking like recent shit, Bucket List, yeah. Last Vegas. I mean, aside from the Batman movies, yeah. has he come out of this spiral? I mean, people like that Lego movie, and he's supposed to be. Oh big in that. yeah, no, you know, I forgot about that. He's very funny. In that I haven't movie. seen it. I want to. It's very good. Uh, yeah, but just, yeah, this is real, like, Morgan Freeman, what are you doing in this movie? You're so above it. I just wanted to finally be in a Stephen King adaptation. <laughs> Unfortunately, this was the only one in production at the time. <laughs> or no, wait, he was in Shawshank. He was already in a Stephen yeah, King adaptation. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, Mor- Morgan Freeman is this corrupt, crazy general, like, 
King of the Men in Black organization, and I I, I kind of side with him in this movie because like oh yeah, th- there's a quarantine going on. Obviously, the the aliens we find out have crash landed, and their virus has spread all over the all over Maine, all over Stephen King's beloved Maine. Oh and- no, here comes an alien virus. <laughs> First, I got to deal with werewolves. Now I have to deal with aliens. Oh no, Martha, don't bring it, breathe in that red mist. You're gonna get a butt monster in you. <laughs> That's what I heard about on the news. Oh, little Sally and Billy outside in the barn. Had to put them out there because they can't stop farting. <laughs> Don't forget to bring a scarf, boys. It's it's Maine. It's, it's still... It's general it's, advice. Aliens, ghosts, a little nip in the air. <laughs> a little crunch uh, of snow under your boot. So he's, he's like, I got to put these fuckers down. Like, you know what I mean? Like, honestly... Here's the thing. It's like there's 100 people infected, and wow, is that a real tragedy. But if one of these things gets out, it's an epidemic, and everyone, it's the worst way to die ever, really. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Morgan Freeman's trying to explain to the unemployable Tom Sizemore, you know, listen, unemployable Tom Sizemore, we got to deal with the hitchhiker effect, right? Like the the hitchhiker theory. Like there's a guy who is in the vicinity of all this, and he's he's left the town. He's hitched a ride or driven away. That means it's it's spreading everywhere. Yeah. You know, we have to contain this shit. And Tom Sizemore is the one in this movie who's like the guy with a heart of gold. Like, yeah. no, 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 no. Tom Sizemore is laying waste to all these people just as quickly as Morgan Freeman wants to. Don't give me that Tom Sizemore's heart grew four sizes tall. Yeah, come on. Hooker puncher Tom Sizemore? <laughs> That may be one of the reasons he's unemployable. Is that your first association? Is, is that what he did? I yeah. think, maybe. No, yeah, he was punching all sorts of hookers. That, that'd be a great movie. And then this turns into a Star Fox uh, fucking stage. <laughs> because like it's, I don't even know when it happens, but he's like, all these aliens are out there. Bucko, buckaroo, laddie boy. And he's like, I know, I know, I gotta, I gotta, we gotta take care of it. He's like, all right, get in your helicopter. We're gonna go take on a whole enemy fleet. And I'm like, wait, what's happening? And the whole thing is like, Morgan Freeman has announced, and this is amazing. He's announced that he's retiring because he's been hunting aliens for 25 years. And, you know, you just, uh, you gotta retire when it's not fun anymore. And he, one of the, one of the ceremonial things of his blue unit, he has to. He he he's got this great gun that he gives to Tom Sizemore. Oh yeah, the passing man, like of the pearl torch. handle. Yeah. oh it's beautiful. You know who gave me this gun, right? John Wayne. <laughs> what? In what circumstances did John Wayne give an alien was, hunter a gun? Was John Wayne at the Roswell incident? No. Here's what it was, man. This is the backstory we don't know. They're filming on the set of The Conqueror. Oh, yep. the radiation. Morgan, Morgan Freeman, you know, he's just he was a he was a young buck at that point. Still knew how to sniff out garbage. <laughs> and he, he he had to go investigate it because we were told it was atomic testing. But you know what? Aliens crash landed oh, on yeah. the set of the, of the <laughs> Conqueror. Aliens crash landed on the set of the Conqueror. Yeah. We could have had Mongols versus Aliens. Yes, we could have had that movie. Oh, man. Well, Aliens versus white people pretending to be Mongols and Cowboys. a couple of assorted Mexican extras. <laughs> so he, he's got John Wayne's gun and he passes it off and to Tom and Jerry Orbach's eyes. Oh, <laughs> God. Hey, Sizemore, you clean? Relatively. All right. That sounds fine. And Let's also, roll, Lawrence. He's be- ready to go. Before he gives the gun off, he actually shoots some guy's fingers off. Oh, that's awesome because there's a dude that fucked up and like let... He let somebody out of the containment because, like, yeah, he let, this like, lady a... told him. I think it's. I think it's. We're supposed to believe it's the woman and, the, and that her he let he let the the couple out. 
because yeah. the two of them are married. The the fat mm. farter and the the frozen lady farter uh, are uh, they're like together. And you know, you could have broke Tom Jane's leg, <laughs> set off a domino effect that'll affect the hunky group of psychic masters. <laughs> That's a better title of this movie, is A Hunky Group of Psychic Masters. Yeah, they're <laughs> trying to fit that on a poster, man. Uh, we'll just call them the X-Men. <laughs> Wait, I wasn't an X-Men? Why not? <laughs> oh, I guess it didn't get to the dumpster. <laughs> what do you got for me today, dumpster? Red 2, huh? Maybe I'll go on vacation. Oh, set. Last Vegas. <laughs> Sounds excellent. So it's a Star Fox uh, thing. They're shooting all these aliens. Like there's napalming and like the money they must have spent on this stupid alien spaceship yeah, that does man. that just blows up. It's just cra- it's crashed in the dirt. And he's got this line explaining that like the aliens assume a shape they think we want to see, which is like the gray alien, right? Like the peaceful, the, the, yeah. gentle. And they're using you know this telepathic power. These aliens are also tele- telepathic, by the way. We'll make the connection why at the end. And they're say- like they're they're feeding Tom Sizemore and everybody who's flying in thoughts like, "Don't hurt us. We're here peacefully." And it's kind of like innocent child voices and they're all like skinny gray aliens they're from, waving like, their hands of surrender yeah they're like close encounter type aliens yeah and was like fuck this it starts blowing them away and it's this whole big speech about like you know you uh might want to wonder what kind of man it takes to mow down an innocent group of aliens just like this <laughs> well i'm that man bucko and he just starts <laughs> fucking firing yeah and he explains that you know that's not how they look he's like i've seen how they look you wouldn't want them. Uh, you wouldn't want your daughter bringing them home for dinner. Oh, that's right. That's he also has a bunch of intolerable dialogue. Cut, cut to like Sidney Portier looking pissed <laughs> off. He's just at the dinner table. It's Sidney Portier, a white family, and an alien with teeth on its face. You know, put he, put Sidney Portier in the fucking mind palace with Damian Lewis. Like they're both just damned to watch Dreamcatcher. <laughs> So they they lay waste to all these aliens, and we see that Morgan Freeman is right. As soon as they start firing, these aliens shape shift out of gentle gray alien form into these hammerhead shark looking, you know, scurrying little worm fuckers. Yeah, and they they blow up too. They like self destruct to kill like half of the Marines that take them on. So, like, yeah, I know these aliens are pure evil. So when he goes back to the town, it's like, well, Bucko, we're going to have to kill them all. Want to have a drink first? And I'm like, yeah, that's. I kind of you I'm just have you. to do it. You just oh man, it, sign me up. It's a small town. Mm-hmm. Just do it. it. It can be one of those things where you know Morgan Freeman's working in a, a pretty top secret, you know, black ops kind of operation. Oh, yeah. They got the funding, man. They got the funding. Oh yeah. You can just pretend like this town was never even there. You can make it look like mm. it's just been woods, totally undeveloped. <laughs> Honey, where's my map to Daddy? <laughs> What? It's gone. <laughs> well, I, I was just at the general store two days, don't you know? And it's just wiped away. Maybe that, that general store burned down 30 years ago. And I'm a ghost story. <laughs> oh, no, I'm it's, looking at my ghost map. Ah, oh, damn it. it must Dang been, it. It must have been a haunted meadow. <laughs> Twas no general store. <laughs> Twas a twisted tree. At, uh, at this point, um, t- they... 
Timothy Oliphant gets his dick ripped off unceremoniously and then yep. just pretty much murdered. Yeah, oh, because the, 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 the woman, the lady dies. And, right. Her and, shit eel comes yeah, out. She farts out another teethy eel there, you know. And then we go right for the dick right away. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we mentioned this, but they call these little things Ripley's. Yeah, they call them Ripley's because let's just keep thinking about a better franchise right away. Yeah. The worst of the Alien movies, AVPs included, yep. way better than this Oh, absolutely. Movie. Way better. Yeah. But yeah, they're calling them Ripley's and you're just like, "Oh man, don't don't do that, Stephen King." That's like I picture Stephen King's writing this book and like his wife's in the other room just like flipping the channels and she get, she comes across like Stars 4 and she's like, <laughs> "Oh, aliens on. Hey Steve, you mind if I watch Alien while you work?" Not at all. <laughs> click 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 click. Then she changes the channel and the things on and he's like, "Even better." <laughs> click 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 click. Changes the channel and it's so Insert fart comedy name. <laughs> the Clumps. Norbit. Yeah. <laughs> Norbit. Horror comic writer, his son Joe Hill shows up. He puts on he puts on stand by me. He's like, I like your old shit, Dad. He's like, so do I. <laughs> you might say, son, this is a patch job. <laughs> click, 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 click. I was almost killed, you know. <laughs> I could put that in too. Click, 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 click. Uh, so they kill all these aliens. And, yeah, it's the whole thing of, you know, Tom Sizemore refuses. Morgan Freeman's retiring, and Tom Sizemore's taking over the command of the Blue Boys. Oh, man. And, uh, you know, he's like, I'm not going to do this. I'm calling this other general to yeah. let this dude know what's going on or something like that. And he's saying, like, this general's going to come in and, like, shut down Morgan Freeman's operation. But in the other part of the movie, so we spent 45 minutes with all these vignettes and flashbacks. And... Tim Oliphant's dead, Beaver is dead, and uh, Jonesy is taken over by an alien, effectively dead. Yeah. So then why the fuck does their relationship matter at all? They could just be... You know what they should have been? They should have been four co-workers who were forced to go on a retreat together to like bond so they could be better at the office or something. It they been, might as well be. Would have taken a lot less time. Sure would have. Didn't need all that flashback shit. Oh, yeah. And uh, just to call this back a little bit to Mrs. Doubtfire, this movie is also longer than Star Wars. Oh. This movie is two hours and 16 minutes. How dare you? <laughs> That's almost Django Unchained. <laughs> It is. You're reaching. You're reaching Tarantino-esque runtimes here, man. Longer than every Wes Anderson movie ever by at least a half hour. <laughs> like, come on. Like, this is supposed to be a sci-fi romp. In and out. Enough with the flashbacks. And you know, uh, Tom Jane at some at this point gets like trapped in a quarantine as well. Uh, he goes back to find Beaver. Uh, who's dead, and all these little weird sperm-looking aliens are coming around. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah it's like worms. the baby versions of the, 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 the eel monsters that later then grow into the big aliens. Yeah, he goes, he goes back to the cabin, and it's a fucking level from Metroid, and he's got to burn <laughs> these fuckers down. So he starts, like, stepping on these things, and he's lighting them on fire, you know, and then he just burns the whole cabin down hilariously. But what we do, speaking of Stephen King stealing stuff from other Stephen King stories... The other thing that happens, like this virus or whatever, it starts growing on everything. Yep. And it's just this red moss. It's just the story that he wrote in Creepshow that he yep. participated in with the with the asteroid yeah. that lands or the meteor. Or oh, meteorite. that he starred in. 
Oh, Jody, whatever his name is, you stepped in it now, boy. I still, I love that sequence. It's funny. It's that's it. that's funny sci-fi, Stephen King. Not people shitting their pants till they bleed. It's fucking ridiculous. Mm, clickety clack. <laughs> and Jonesy has to is trying to get to the reservoir. We find out Mister Gray and and Jonesy are going to get to the reservoir. <laughs> they pick up an adorable dog who's like. Because uh, again, we're just stealing stuff from the things, so and now there's a dog that's getting infected with everything. Yeah, and it's got, it, it's a big German Shepherd too, and it's doing it's yep. doing the razy chest thing. Like how <laughs> how do you get away with this, man? That's uh, then did, Wilford Brimley comes in. It didn't want to be dogs. It wanted to be us. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's great in that movie. Mustacheless though, so I, I feel he was possessed by the devil in that movie. <laughs> it's, it's evil, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> that, that, yeah, that was the year he voted for Carter. <laughs> Oh Never God. do that again. God damn it. Look what happened. Shave that mustache. Vote liberal. Vote a Democrat. <laughs> Disgusted with myself. Thought he was a Dixiecrat on that. On that. <laughs> Trying to bring back that wonderful party. <laughs> I thought Carter wanted to be us. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, at this point, yeah, it's just a cat and mouse thing. And then, like, Tom uh, Jane knows, by the way, that Jonesy's been possessed because, yeah. like, the cause he's, he tips his hat and says, "Hello, Governor." And he's like, "Oh, you're you're clearly not my no, best friend." It's even better though because it's one of the dumbest, worst delivered lines in the movie. He's he hears a snowmobile coming, and and Jonesy or Mister Gray, as Jonesy, has taken the snowmobile and he's driving to wherever, and he's like, "Oh." Jonesy and he's like standing in the road listening for the thoughts or whatever and you don't see anything coming yet at all and it's just Thomas Jane and he goes you're not Jonesy <laughs> and then he hides in a snowbank and the dude drives by him so he's now he gets himself wrapped up in the camp because he's trying to just walk to civilization of course there's a snowstorm just like the thing and uh or I guess just like the shining I don't know and <laughs> Just wherever, like, wherever he's fucking stealing from himself like or other and, people and literature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he gets captured by, by Sizemore's folks and everything. And then he starts like, he sees Tom Sizemore and he can sense that t- there's good in that hooker punching heart of his. <laughs> and he's like, he starts like saying shit to him like, Oh, your daddy was a soldier. Your daddy was a hero and all this shit, you know, reading his mind and whatnot. And he's so easily convinces Tom Sizemore of what he thinks is going on. And Tom Sizemore, like, as this professional monster hunter, <laughs> yes, yes. Is, is just like, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, well, okay. you can read yeah, my okay. mind. You're, you're good. Oh, there uh, are t- What kind of car do you drive? <laughs> well, there's uh, telepathic aliens, and you are reading my mind like a telepathic alien. Uh, you must be a good guy. <laughs> yep. yep. Well, whatever, Tom Sizemore. <laughs> and, you know, basically they escape in a car and Morgan Freeman shakes his fist and chases after them. At the same time, uh, Sizemore put in a, 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 cop, a call to dad and dad comes home, a.k.a. this other general. And, like, here's the thing. Morgan Freeman, like, it's proven that, like, oh, they kind of have this bullshit thing. It's like, most people get better from this disease. No, they don't. And he's like, <laughs> most people get better from this disease, and this town could be okay if we just give them the time and the cure. So Morgan Freeman's like crazy, right? And this guy takes over the camp, and he's like, all right, Morgan Freeman, I'm relieving you of your command in 45 minutes. Talk to you later. And he like gives him all this time to pack his guns up. Like he has a tracer on his, the gun that he put on Sizemore. Right, yeah. The, the, which it's like, what are you even doing? Like, what are you even doing? Because at the time he gifts him the gun... 
There's no suspicion whatsoever that Tom Sizemore not might not be 100 percent behind Morgan Freeman. You know, mm-hmm. he's he's like passing down a family heirloom to his son. Like he thinks nothing he, of it, but he loves him. All of a sudden, magically, there's a tracer in the handle of this weapon. You're like, whatever. And also, it's hilarious. The actor is. Uh, the guy from Dallas Buyers Club who works for the FDA, who's like constantly giving Matthew McConaughey shit. And it's like all these hilarious scenes are like, so you're saying all this is for personal use, right, Matthew McConaughey? And he's like, yeah, that's right. I'm just self-medicating, man. And he's like, okay, but you know we're going to eventually arrest you, right? <laughs> While Matthew McConaughey's like dressed as a priest. He's a real put-upon FDA agent. Well, it's kind of the same thing in this movie. He's like, all right, I, I'm noticing a lot of electronic uh, information coming from your camper here, Morgan Freeman. You sure you're just calling your wife? I was like, yes, I'm just calling my wife. Caught, caught me on the phone with the wife, you did. Meanwhile, there's like a whole secret compartment where yeah. this dude's tracking them on like radar. It's ridiculous. And so we're driving to Boston. We're driving down to Boston from Maine. And also the, uh, I almost said Duddits, uh, Jonesy's on his way or alien Jonesy, Mr. Yeah. Gray's going there too. And they're trying to figure out why. And then all of a sudden, it's just a, a, a run of the mill James Bond poisoning the water supply gag. It is. It's Whatever. Just, it's, yeah, it's, he, it's a supervillain tactic. I'm yeah. Sorry, nothing of this is scary. And all he has to do is put like one little worm into the thing. And then, yeah, and then, then the, whole, the whole water of Boston's ruined thusly the world. Right. At this point, I think Duddits comes back in the picture, he right? He sure does. Right, yes. We're, and we're introduced, what's interesting about Duddits is we're first introduced to him seeing his discarded Scooby Doo lunchbox. And then now. 20 years later, we see the same goddamn lunchbox, and his mom's, like, packing it with goodies or whatever, and it's just like, I don't know, I thought that was the big mystery of the film, is, <laughs> is this, this lunchbox, lunchbox how is fucking, holds onto a lunchbox it's for indestructible, <laughs> it's a piece of shit plastic lunchbox. Yeah, the picture is pristine. It is! Yeah, you can see all the characters. So we're introduced to Duddits, and it's a real movie introduction of like him coming down the stairs. And here is Donnie Wahlberg wearing a big like Red Sox jacket, and he's just clearly dying of cancer. And you're like, okay, wait, what? Now... This poor handicapped guy grew up to get fucking leukemia and is dying. Let's just say it now. Duddits is an alien. That, that's yeah. what's revealed in the third act is at the end, Duddits is an alien. Oh, my God. And everyone fucking spits their coffee out. Which is a, a decision of the movie, by the way. The, yeah. The book, and, he's just a telekinetic kid. Right. And actually, in earlier in the film, it's alluded to like, oh, hey, I'm Jonesy. And we always thought that uh, Duddits might have been. From somewhere else. You yeah, know? and it's He's Tim Oliphant before he he dies is like starting to sort of hypothesize like, oh no, maybe maybe you're right. Yeah, I I saw one alien and now because he's riding yeah. with with Jonesy for a yeah. while and he knows that he's possessed by an alien. He's like, so maybe Duddits was an alien. And yeah, I'm kind of just piecing this all together somehow. Right before he just gets eaten, he's bitten half for no reason. Well, he tells him to bite his bag and he's like, oh, I'll bite your bag oh, and more than I'll- that. That's right. It's oh, the, what a hammy line. It's a hammy line. I've ever seen Damien Lewis be hammy because he's always so stoic. It's kind yeah. of fun. I yeah, think he's, he's just, okay in this movie. I, I, maybe I just have goodwill towards him. I have goodwill towards most of the cast, actually. Yeah, I mean, there's, I, you know, they're a good bunch. I like all the actors in this movie. Yeah. I'm not Tom Sizemore, but... Uh, <laughs> well, well, I, well, that's the only one I like. <laughs> but, but uh, 
yeah, I don't know. I I cannot get behind this Malcolm McDowell impression. It's just too doing. much. I mean, you know, like whatever. Like if he just stayed his American accent through the whole thing, yeah. I would have been totally fine with it. It's you know, no one in the thing is doing. But a it's voice. like no. I mean, he's an. I guess like he's an academic. The alien appreciates that his mind warehouse is chock full of goodies. But like, <laughs> is it just like? Oh, I'm taking over for a professor. Like, <laughs> yeah. now I'm going to be my idea of what a professor is. Yeah, that's is. what college professors sound like. <laughs> What's even worse, though, during this time, because I mean, like, half the movie now, it splits in half. And, uh, you know, it's Jonesy, it's Jonesy and Mr. Gray going to this water supply trying to poison it. And Tom Jane and Tom Size were trying to beat him there with duddits. But, like, during the time, like, we keep cutting back to Jonesy in his memory warehouse, and like there are like tension scenes of him trying to take files from one room to the other, while the the quote unquote monster in his the, mind is trying to catch him. Yeah, it's like, who could care? We, yeah, we see the alien. Yes. following him around, stalking him in this library. Two hours and sixteen minutes. In his imagination, why is he on a pirate ship at that point? Like, who gives a <laughs> shit? Like the make building eight feet tall at that. The building that they use for his like mind warehouse has been featured in other movies. Oh, it looks familiar. Yeah, and I can't picture just now where it's from. I've definitely seen that structure, you know, that building or whatever it yeah. is in in maybe, other movies. Well, maybe it's your own mind warehouse. Oh, that might be. Oh, have you? When was the last time you went in there, man? It's been a while. Just to take some time, dust off that spank bank. <laughs> I feel like most of the phylums of my mind warehouse has question marks under that. After that, it's just like success. <laughs> just like high school question mark. <laughs> like there's a lot of crossed out with pen, and then you relabeled the Manila folder. <laughs> yeah. Me every every week. It's like it's like the fall of the Nazis. We're burning all the files. <laughs> Just everything's getting thrown out the window. You go into your mind palace and it's just papers falling everywhere. (laughs) Clear that history. (laughs) So we pick up Duddits and he's pretty much going to die anyway. So his mother is like, well, better he dies with his friends than his mother, I guess. <laughs> better he dies with those kids that haven't been around at all. Where where have you guys been? Like, yeah, I told like, you, had, I've been calling you off the hook. You, you knew about can- this terminal cancer <laughs> diagnosis, right? Well, the best part is so you're an alien who chooses to be a mentally challenged guy, but also chooses to have fucking human cancer. <laughs> Like what? What? What's it, the advantage there? It's just them on vacation, man, or I guess holiday is yeah. what the aliens would call it, <laughs> since they're British. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like I'm going to go down to Earth and feel what that's feel the, the agony of human suffering for a while, and then I'll go back. Whatever. But this is what doesn't make any sense. Like the one alien, Mister Gray, like the boss of the aliens or whatever, turns into a bunch of like spores and goes into yeah. Jonesy into yeah. Damian Lewis, right? Mm-hmm. So. Is Duddits an alien that turned in, like, took human form? Or oh, is Duddits a challenged kid who the, the alien just mistakenly was like, oh, here's a cute little redheaded kid. Okay. You're and went inside and was like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know how to use this body. <laughs> but, I mean, that's actually a horrific point is that, <laughs> is, is there's a, there's a challenged kid inside Stuck in his own mind warehouse. <laughs> But but this alien is so like glib. He's like, it doesn't matter. He doesn't. He, it's not like he's gonna fucking think anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
You're, you weren't using it. It's just this poor little redheaded kid looking out a CGI window at <laughs> Duddit's cancer-ridden life. It's, it's so horrible. You know this this alien is is a villain now. Duddit is a bad guy. <laughs> And he had no, 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 he should not have given those hunks superpowers. <laughs> he no, should he not. should not have shared it. By the way, there is, just really quickly, because we're running a little long here on this two-hour and 16-minute movie, but another thing is they get the powers because they decide they want to exploit Duddit's powers to help find another challenged girl who's fallen down a well, who's no joke fallen down a well, and she's never seen before this scene or after this scene. Nope. Just well, spooky Maine for you. You know, we've got a lot of wells up here. Oh, no. I mean, uh, we're all chock full of mentally challenged kids in these wells. Because they keep breaking out of the haunted sanitariums. <laughs> we call them kickball traps. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to this this water station. And, I mean, like, at this point, it's, for some reason... Uh, Morgan Freeman, who has nothing to do with this movie at this point, like no. he was like fucking holding court, and then the movie ran away from him. He's like, oh no, movie, not me! And he gets <laughs> out back to the dumpster. <laughs> he, he gets in a helicopter and is chasing after this movie, and he's like, "I'm gonna get you! I'm gonna get you, movie!" It's awesome because all the other army extras start like chasing after him, like, "Don't let that helicopter take off!" And they're like, "Hey, Morgan Freeman, if we're out of the movie, you are too. Get back here! You can't shoehorn yourself into the rest of this movie." Yeah. You can't write me, write me out of anything. And that's because, like, Tom Sizemore told some other general about it, and now the regular military is involved. Blah, yeah, the, blah, blah. The, the dude from Dallas Buyers Club, you know, brought in actual, like, you know, just some, some regular old army folk. Right. Yeah, and and the, all, these, all these dudes are, like, getting arrested and all this shit. And he's like, you know, this, this whole thing's shut down now. And yeah, Morgan Freeman steals this helicopter and chases after the third act. <laughs> he really does, and he catches up to it at last. And Tom Sizemore is like, Tom Jane, you go in there and fight that alien. I got this. And he's shooting a machine gun at this helicopter. It, it's really stupid because he shoots a sh- machine gun at the helicopter and nothing happens. And then he t- he's like, oh, I run out of bullets. Let me just use this... Uh, you know, this sentimental gun and actually aim. And it's like, oh, shit, I can hit this helicopter. <laughs> well, it's because there was the Duke's gun, man. You know that shit was calibrated. <laughs> but it's hilarious. It's Tom Sizemore versus a helicopter. Yeah. It's like when you were playing, like, Sonic and you had to, like, fight Dr. Wily and he was <laughs> yeah. always, like, in a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you were just Sonic and you just had to bounce off it. It's great because Morgan Freeman's last lines as this helicopter is supposed to be, Son of a bitch! <laughs> It's a, it's a great line, and it's so it's two useless characters just wiping each other <laughs> yeah, out absolutely. because like Sizemore hits a couple of good points on the helicopter, it goes down. A hilarious son of a bitch Wilhelm scream happens, and then Sizemore has just been torn up by these huge helicopter machine gun bullets. Oh yeah, he's done for, and he's just in a huge pool of blood, and that's the end of it. And you're just like. Yeah, we didn't need any of that anyway. Nope. That's okay. Thanks, movie. <laughs> what an economical decision you made. Good for you. You're welcome. Click, clack, click, clack, click, clack. Meanwhile, in this water station, the fucking dog has started birthing something over here. A thing. You, would, you might call it a, th- a thing. I think a thing is coming out of this dog. Maybe a thing. It's a thang, actually. You're right. Because they've got fangs, so it's a thing. A fanged thing. Thing, yeah, it's also, uh, you know, copyright infringement. It's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the shitting. <laughs> yes. You don't want to get sued. And, yeah. And, you know, Damien Lewis is like, 
well, I guess I don't need to be this stupid Englishman anymore. And he turns into a big fucking gobbledygook alien. He's but a gobbledygook alien. Again, though. This none of this makes sense because he can turn into a gobbledygook alien whenever he wants yep. to. And the only reason this alien is thwarted in his own plot is because he stays in the form of Damian Lewis and tries to get this manhole cover up. And you yeah. can't do it. Turn into this big buff alien and pick it up with one hand. That or there's a fucking hole in there. All you need is one worm to destroy the world. You can just do- leave the just- manhole cover on. It's it's so stupid. It's like, man, how did you how did you mess it up? How did you not see any of this? Makes no sense. If all you have to do is get one little sperm-looking worm to drop through, like yeah, like the hole of the manhole cover, where you're putting this crowbar (laughs) trying to pry it open. Yeah, it's like little Damian Lewis broken hip arm can't fucking do it. (laughs) It's so stupid, and you know, Thomas Jane shows up. He's like, hey, I guess I was in this movie after all. (laughs) Damian Lewis is like, you too. Yeah, I guess we're both in this movie. All right. <laughs> and then there's a bullshit, you know, we, we go on for another five minutes about, oh, yeah, you're saying that you're Jonesy. Tell me something only Jonesy would know, which literally comes to nothing nope. because they just give up on it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we had like a 10 line exchange trying to make him guess the memory. Uh, and like Duddits is there and Duddits turns into his alien form. Well, Cause he starts, he starts wrestling with this alien and yeah. the alien the has alien, like, like a penetrates tail. Him. Yeah. He's got like a spiky tail yeah. and he, you know, shoves it through his chest and kind of lifts him up and pins him to the ground. And you're like, man, he's just kind of killing this handicap. It's kid, kind of huh? just like, it's sort of like the men in black alien, right? Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. And he's just all of a sudden he's like, I did it and turns into like this big stud alien. It's yeah. like, wait, like, I'm a golden alien. Yeah, like what? It, wait, what? Like, and it's a different kind of alien. Yes. Than whatever the fuck uh, Damien Lewis was. And it's like Beast Wars. It's like two really <laughs> bad CGI monsters fighting each other. It looks like garbage. And then they just engulf themselves in the inside of a jelly donut uh, and explode in a flash of light. Oh, they fuck uh, themselves to death. Do you think any of that uh, <laughs> would drip down into that water supply? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> no, no, no. Nah, we're good. We're good. Nah, they nah, dock nah. themselves to death. <laughs> and and then the, and this movie ends so poorly, too, because here we are. It's, you know, the aliens destroyed themselves. They got mm-hmm. fucked to death. So they're gone. Another equalizer, just like what we just saw outside. But there's one little worm still wiggling towards that manhole. Yeah, and then we see a boot come down, and it's Damian Lewis, and he stepped on it. So you know that he's no longer possessed by the alien. And then it's just Tom Jane going, Jonesy. And then you (laughs) cut to Jonesy's smiling face. (laughs) (laughs) And then in the credits, there's a bullshit, the movie you just watched montage (laughs) for like, 15 seconds. I thought it was just, outtakes. I thought they were going for outtakes, too. I really <laughs> did. Oh, Jonesy. Because, again, I spent most of this movie wondering if it was a comedy. I don't know what this movie like, is. Like, is he trying to do a send-up of sci-fi stories? Is he making? Is he outright making fun of the thing? Like, oh, wouldn't it be hilarious if Wilford Brimley and Kurt Russell were just farting through that whole story? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's... There's nothing I in this movie that I think it was, seriously. I think it was. Tr- an, I think this was a sincere attempt. I had a question. If you were in a car with Keith David and he farted, <laughs> would you say anything? Would you? You would just try not to laugh, oh, right? No. Because you'd fucking break your neck. I'd be like, uh, I, no, I'd start getting suspicious, and I'd be like, all right, Keith David, 
You tell me something that only you, as Keith David and Andrew Jupin, know. What's a, what's a what's a secret we shared? Because I would start questioning him. Because I did the voice of Goliath on Gargoyles. Oh, everybody knows that Keith David. <laughs> that was a successful, totally popular cartoon. I didn't uh, take it out for air. <laughs> Holy shit! I'd oh. be more concerned if Keith David said that to me in a car <laughs> yeah. than just ripping a fart. Yeah, if he ripped the fart, I'd be fine. I just I just keep on tracking. In the book, by the way, it should be noted, like we said, Dunnitz is not an alien, and he just dies from, like, exerting himself using the powers. And he still has cancer. Yeah. He just kind of dies, like, using his telekinesis to kill this alien somehow. It's kind of better than him being a secret alien of some degree that I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what his race is. I think think it's like that that whole movie thing, like, like, like these friends are so insanely special. They're so insanely special, so either the movie's about that but you you have this other thing that's so insanely special about them that they're involved in an alien encounter. Well, let's just mix the both together. You, yeah, and that stuff doesn't work, man. You need to pick a thing that your movie's going to be I about, what this, your book's going to be about. I think this would be a way better movie if, sure, have them be the special power hunk brigade. An alien <laughs> thing happens, and the rest of the movie is just them fighting for their lives to get the fuck out of the forbidden zone. Exactly. I don't need the military. I, I don't need them stopping it either. Let like let them finally get out and then you see the whole place get leveled or something. Yeah. Like like yeah. make it about a a human drama about them doing something instead of saving the world. I'm sick of it. And it's oh speaking of which by that mother's got some line as they're pulling out of the driveway. She's like, "Go, Duddit. Go save the world." And I'm like, how did this lady get so easily sold on this alien I'll tell story? you why. She doesn't want fucking Dunnits in the house. <laughs> taking, oh, been... yeah, yeah, yeah. Aliens. That's great. Yeah, just take them. <laughs> Wait, you mean I don't have to feed them oatmeal every five seconds? Oh, fuck, <laughs> fucking terrific. Load them up. I'll, I'll help you throw them in the back of the truck. She's packing his bags the second Tom Jane walks into that house. He, he doesn't even have to ask. He doesn't get started with the pitch. Yeah. She's, she's putting up an exercise machine where his bed was before he leaves. <laughs> it's either that or a sign that says room for rent. <laughs> She's throwing all the Scooby Doo memorabilia in the garbage. Yeah. Whew. Well, that burden's gone. Ooh, I got a little little writer's office here. Yeah, put a desk right there. Get my poetry going, clickety clack. Finally, get her life back. <laughs> uh, that's horrible. I mean, but yeah, there's also uh, a dad there. But the dad isn't. I don't know if it's maybe it's like yeah, okay. the mom's boyfriend. Oh it's, yeah. It's all right. Not. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna hang back. I'm Bruce, the mom's boyfriend. Yeah. I'm hanging back, man. Just wait till this just clears out. Yeah, Bruce. Bruce. Bruce is just gonna get a beer. That's what Bruce is gonna do. Get, get a beer. Hey, uh, hey, Linda. Bruce will be in the kitchen. <laughs> Straighten out the thing with your uh, alien son. And I, you know, I, I got no feelings one way or another if he uh, <laughs> leaves now or never comes back. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, that's right. Bruce. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Would anybody recommend Dreamcatcher? Absolutely not. Yeah, it's, right? It's longer than Star Wars. It's longer <laughs> than Memento. It's longer than The Usual Suspects. Uh, it might be longer than Pulp Fiction, or if it's like a hair one way or another. <laughs> I think it's longer than all of the X-Men movies. Yeah, oh, those are possibly. great movies. Those are great movies about psychic powers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's what's great, man. That first X-Men movie, 95 minutes. What a dream. We're introducing Perfect. all sorts of monsters in that movie. 95 minutes. God bless it. I would not recommend this movie. I would also not recommend Miller Fortune. I would say <laughs> go with the Miller High Life. Pick, stick with what you know. 
Yeah, no, that's that's true. There's no reason to to stray off the no. I mean, I, path. Yeah, I fucked up. <laughs> Duddit's fucked up there, huh? <laughs> yeah, Duddit's really fucked up. Yeah, uh, I would recommend Homeland. I would recommend Justify. Yes, yes. Shit, I'd even recommend that shitty Punisher that Tom Jane's in. Oh well, speaking of which, and I might we might be repeating ourselves here, but. Watch Tom Jane's The Mist. It's a great Stephen King adaptation. Oh yeah, did we yeah. say this? On, did I don't. I don't think we did. I okay. don't think we talked no, about yeah. this. I it's, mean, maybe at some point. But but yeah, yeah I, I big fan of The Mist. It's a great Stephen King adaptation, directed by Frank Darabont. Tom Jane's in it. It's got a lot of of the Frank Darabont stable of actors in it. It's oh really, yeah, absolutely. It's a lot. It's just a lot of fucking fun. And for you know what? It's, it's, you know, good, yeah. it's science fiction. That involves the military and it's justified. Mm-hmm. It's Ooh, justified military. It's justified. Oh yeah, dude. Boyd Crowder. <laughs> yeah, I'd recommend almost anything any of these other actors have done. Than yeah. this movie, except Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh no, Jason Lee's all over that movie, right? He's playing yeah. like two different characters, That's, probably. Uh, garbage. You could also keep <laughs> Memphis Blues or whatever the fuck that show. Was. But honestly, you know, I'd I'd say. Mall rats and dogma, go for it. There you go. There's that's, some tolerable Jason Lee. That's why I downloaded this in 2003 for fucking Kazaa, man. <laughs> is I was a Jason Lee head at the time. Uh, speaking of uh, Jason Lee and, and Larry Kasdan, though, uh, what's that movie uh, Mumford? Oh yeah, uh, where Jason Lee? I, I believe Mumford that's and a, Sons. No, not Mumford and Sons. I believe it's just called Mumford, and he's, yeah, he's like a, a skateboarding cameo or something because oh, no he used to idea. be like a professional skateboarder yeah, it's like yeah. Brecken Myers like a fake psychiatrist or something oh wow boy must not watch <laughs> Brecken Meyer I'm out you can take that right out of your memory warehouse oh, yeah that one too it's already being tossed down into the uh, courtyard yeah all, all the papers are already on fire <laughs> yes that's Dreamcatcher from 2003, directed by Lawrence Kasdan. If you want to get a hold of us, check out our website. You can find more information on the show, whmpodcast.com. And I will take a second to clarify right now. A lot of people newly discovering the show, which is always great. We're always getting new listeners and you know, hoping you stick around. Hi, welcome. If you're Yes. If you're uh, subscribing in iTunes, by the way, and you're looking around and you're like, oh, hey, man, like it only goes back to so many episodes – the rest of the episodes are directly linked up on our website. So you just go to whmpodcast.com, click on the episodes tab. All the ones that aren't in iTunes are directly linked to the MP3. It's all listed in order. You know, it's all labeled. You can find those old episodes. You can really go back in time. The back catalog is all there. We haven't deleted a single episode. Uh, it's just not in iTunes because it clogs the RSS feed because there's too much data going through it. Right. I've been told. Um, but so, yeah, there's totally more episodes than you think. So if you're new to the show, go to whmpodcast.com, click on the episodes tab. There's a lot more hours of entertainment for you there. And while you're subscribing, rate and review the show. Rate and review Blame It on Outer Space, which is Eric's conspiracy theory comedy show. We would appreciate you doing that. It takes two seconds. It helps out the profile of both shows. That would be really awesome of you. Uh, right into the mailbag, wheelhatemovies at gmail.com. Were you once a Jason Lee head? Did you spend weeks downloading a movie illegally for it to be Dreamcatcher? We all hate movies at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are at WHM Podcast. Uh, clue for next week's episode. Ooh, uh, okay. This is going to be a. It's. Let me just say, it's going to be deeper in the catalog than you might think. But Dennis Hopper. Yeah, there you go. That's. I know that's like not going to help you that much. No, but it's it's okay. I feel like I always jinx us because I'm like, oh, I'll give you two, and then people put people put together canvas. 
Someone guessed Canvas last week. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But so, yeah. I'll, I'll eliminate one and also solicit for that. Okay. It's not the film White Star, which is <laughs> no, amazing. which is a, fu- a great movie. Me and Steve went and saw it at the Spectacle Theater here in New York, and it's fucking If fantastic. you own a copy of White Star and have one just to, just to send our way, email weallhatemovies at gmail.com. We'll give it a good home. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to check out White yeah, Star. It's, it's really uh, so it's, it's not White Star. It's also not Easy Ride. But you know what? <laughs> Going along with the White Star thing, it is from the 1980s. All right. There you go. So Dennis Hopper, the 1980s. Do with that what you will. Until next week, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Seda. Eric Siska. Take it easy. This is our 20th year coming out here to hold the wall. And fuck me, Freddie. Here's to 20 more.